What is that? What? No, don't even tell me. Don't even tell me why you have it. Because I'm just, <clears throat> I'm just gonna ring. Look at that, John. Well, she's kind of hot. <laughs> she's not kind of hot. She probably put this back up by my mouth. <laughs> Come on, Linda Carter as Wonder Woman. Yeah, but have you seen? It her? answered so many questions when I saw that video a couple of weeks ago. She's oh, there's she, there's librarian mode right there. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this makes so much sense. Oh wait. She's spinning around. You know what that means? She yeah. becomes Wonder Woman. <laughs> she becomes. <laughs> can you, wait, no, turn back into the librarian. No, no she can do that too. She's magic. <laughs> she is magic, John. You're listening to Beer School. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some beer comes all the way around the world just to get to you and some is made right down the street from where you live learn why beer tastes like it does how other styles came about and why how many people live there uh more than a billion now. more than a billion now a gabillion people drinking beer learn about them now what are you doing <laughs> is i'm just messing with the show John. i know I'll finish the intro learn why beer tastes like it does how other styles came about and all about a billion people that are drinking all the hops. <laughs> I don't know. That's not right either. Homework. The best part about. <laughs> getting a different chair. Hold the hold that. No, I'm fine. I'm okay, fine. All right. No, just saying that, that don't sit in that chair or just. I love these chairs. That's the exciting part. What's the exciting part, John? The homework. Ah, got you to say it. Rabbit season. <laughs> Baseball season's over. I well, even... for most of the teams. Yeah, well, who cares now, right? If your team is not in the in the series, you can't be a traitor and go cheer for the other guys, right? It's true. All right, so the topic is um, fortune cookies. Fortune cookies. Yeah, and that's all. It all came about because I have this really. Oh, I forgot the book. It's in the bag. I'll go get the. I'll go get it in a minute. But I, we got this book, and I found it. It was in uh, stacked somewhere in the recesses of virtual fries, and uh, it was going to get recycled. Like you can't recycle a book. You got to offer the book out. Right. Right. I mean, you you know, you just don't give. You just don't put books in the bin so that they can be turned Chewed back up and, and turned into toilet paper. Turned into toilet paper or turned into other books or the Chronicle or whatever. So you want to save the book. So I said, well, you know, who's going who's gonna to like this book more than me? And that's my friend Motor. So I gave you the book. And then for the next... Uh, 30 for, seconds, for the next, I, had, I had it. Yeah. Me... For the next three hours, he's looking up stuff in this book, just being like kid in a candy store, in this case, kid with a book, and found not only found uh, his house... In the, on one of the pages of the book, but um, who's that? It's a it's a it was what Lonely Planet Guide to San Francisco or somebody's guide? No, somebody else's guide to San Francisco. Yeah, somebody else. That's a good way to describe it. It's somebody else's guide to San Francisco, and uh, it's a nice pocket book kind of thing. It's, oh, it's cool. Yeah. It's got great illustrations. Um, it, it's uh, it's stitch bound, so you can lay it flat, um, and uh, quite expensive. It was twenty five bucks back in nineteen ninety three. Wow. That's what I paid for my house. I don't have a house. <laughs> so we learned one thing. So we learned one, one thing that I already knew is reinforced and re, re uh, sparked in my mind. And that yeah, is. And that is now I've got to go get the dumb book. Oh, I go read. get the dumb book. I'll just do the little vamp while John's off wow, getting the dumb book. Um, 
so yeah, uh, all sorts of great, uh, great San Francisco trivia and drawings. Uh, one thing about the series, and we'll figure out what what series it is when John shows back up with the book. Um, for whatever city or region the the guide is, uh, they have these amazing architectural drawings that they do for They're all these. They're watercolored. They're watercolored, said John. They're really cool. John is the expert here. All right, so uh, on page two hundred and sixty-five of the book we haven't of named the book yet. That we haven't <laughs> named yet, which is it's called San Francisco, and it's a uh, Knopf guides. Excellent. Knopf. Knopf. See, it's K-N-O-P-F. So that's got to be Knopf. Yes. And it has all the neighborhoods written on it. And uh, sorry, this is really San Francisco-centric, <laughs> but this, is, this started, this book's, it's the book's fault. It is. So anyway, page 265. In 1909, Mikado Hagaru... Hagu... Sorry. Hagiwara. It's completely phonetic, so you just have to sound it out. Hagiwara. Hagiwara. Yeah. Hagiwara. Makado Hagiwara. There we go. Exactly. Okay. All right. In 1909, Makati. Oh, no, not Makati. Makato. Makato. Mr. Robata. Yes. Invented the fortune cookie. A hollow. What did he do in San Francisco? Invented the fortune cookie. The fortune cookie. Yeah. That's a good idea for a show. And (laughs) Mikado Hagarar invented the fortune cookie. Now, see, that's a. That is. uh, Mikado is a Japanese name. Yes. How odd. Uh, And so is Hagirara. Yeah. Hagiwara. Hagiwara. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> containing a piece of paper inscribed with a maxim or a cryptic piece of advice. Brought to the public's attention for the first time at the Midwinter Fair, these cookies went on to achieve worldwide success. The restaurants of the Chinese quarter quickly began to serve fortune cookies and exported the recipe to China with the rest of the Let's see. With the result that nowadays people believe that this San Francisco, or that this San Francisco invention is of Chinese origin. <laughs> so anyway, 1909 was the the book saying this when, when Which is funny because the Midwinter's Fair was in 1898. It went for a long time. <laughs> well, maybe they maybe maybe it was held over. Yes. Well, part of this, I think, in another thing we read that. Uh, he was the concessionaire at the Japanese Tea Garden in Golden Gate Park. Mm-hmm. And he was serving them there. And he was serving them there. And they were expensive until they figured out how to build them with a the machine. Well, they're still handmade in a lot of the world. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, the 1909 got sparked, stuck in my head, because it makes it the 100, year, 100 years of fortune cookies oh. this year. Nice snap. Aha! Um... So anyway, you can read all about that in uh, in our book or on Wikipedia. Now, here's where the controversy comes. Uh, it says that it was made. Well, let's see. The cookie would have he did it the tea garden tea garden in 1890s or early 1900s. So the uh, you know it's 10 years earlier. Yeah. But this book says 1909. So you have to uh, think that they fact checked it. <laughs> but my fact checking powers have shown controversy already. It's true. 
Anyway, so uh, in honor of fortune cookies, we have some made at a fortune cookie factory. At the Mimi Bakery. That's M-E-E-M-E-E bakery.com. Not Mimi. Not Mimi. It's Mimi. 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 It's my favorite fortune cookie factory. What is it? Um, your fortune, Your favorite fortune. First of all, it's the closest one to my house. I don't have to walk an extra two blocks. Because I have a choice of a couple of fortune cookie factories. Second of all, the... Um, I know at the Mimi Fortune Cookie Factory, uh, you can get reject fortune cookies for very cheap per bag. Yeah. And those would be fortune cookies that aren't folded properly or have their fortune sticking out the side or cracked or busted. And you can get those for $1.85 a bag. And everybody at home who thinks, oh, fortune cookies, whatever. Um, if you haven't had fresh fortune cookies anytime recently, they're delicious. And I've been well known to bring fortune cookies to parties, and people look at me like fortune cookies. And I go, yeah, try one. They're addicting. They're like potato chips, but they're sweet. And what I brought today for beer school that you'll see a picture of somewhere on the website when Don takes a picture of it is the assorted flavors and colors. We have regular colored fortune cookies, and pink fortune cookies, and green fortune cookies, and blue fortune cookies, and brown fortune cookies. It's a bag full of fortune. It is. I got my first fortune. Go ahead and read it, Motor. You will win success in whatever calling you adopt. I'm going to put these all in this cup as part there of the prize. Go. So I just opened my notes. There's controversy as to when you're supposed to eat the cookie, <laughs> when you're supposed to um, read the fortune. Uh-huh. But it's actually rude to eat the cookie before reading the fortune. But see, this is all made up, right? This is all... Oh, no. Ancient Chinese secret. You just told that. It's a fact. Yeah, well, uh, mine's, in, mine's in Chinese. It was invented 100 years ago in San Francisco, so it must be traditional Chinese. There's a house. There's a TV. There's the pirate flag. <clears throat> Turn it over. <laughs> there's the other thing. There's the Z. There's the mark of Zorro. There's, there's some stuff that's here. Chinese is an actually fascinating language if you pay attention to what's going on. Oh, the thing that you showed me, the beer. Yeah. Looks like brewing equipment. I know. That was the that was the thing when I when I was looking up Chinese for beer, uh, and uh, we're actually gonna if you if you look at your iPod right now uh, while this is playing, got a Wonder Woman video notice on that, it. You'll notice that the beer school logo is in Chinese. Sweet. And I didn't know I didn't know if it was if uh, the order of the letters, you know, whether the thing that you're describes it is after. So beer school, right? Interesting. So, so I didn't know if it, if, uh, so what I did was I just butchered it and said, look, it's beer school. So the beer is first and school is second. Um, but I may change that. I, may, I have to ask somebody who actually speaks Chinese to say which, which order should it be. Well, most languages aren't like English. It doesn't matter what, uh, what order you say it in because the, uh, all of that information is, is, uh, within the, uh, Actually, I can look on the label and just do the same way that the la- the beer labels are, right? So if the name of the brewery, yeah, but we got Japanese. Beers. No, 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 no. We have a whole list of of uh, Japanese beer, or excuse Chinese me, beer. Chinese beer. We have a whole list of them. So if beer comes second, like you know, as in brewery. So name, uh-huh. right? So we'll make sure that that's there. Good. So it'll John Foster, Chinese scholar. I got to read my fortune. Sing and rejoice. The I can't even. Read. <laughs> Sing and rejoice. Fortune is smiling on you. That goes you have in. to pay extra to ever smile on you. Get on, gunk. Exactly. John's a little bit out of sorts because oh, he, he was really? supposed to have a... Yeah. 
He was supposed to have a waffle this morning, and he got or no, he was supposed to have French toast, and he got a waffle this morning. Wow, that's awesome. Oh, wait until you get the flavored ones. Mm. All right, so uh, we're not sending everybody Chinese cookies. No, but we do have more prizes today uh, uh, outside of our regular contest that we're running. Yeah, the new Gla- the great new Glarus giveaway, which it- goes until November the first. You have. Uh, this show is upside down. I, until November first. <laughs> yeah, November. You have until November two thousand nine. Make sure you two thousand nine, and you have to be it has to be in by twelve noon Pacific time. So that's GMT minus eight for you geeks, and or is it seven? Do we do diet? eight? I think it's eight because it's seven when it's daylight savings time. I can check. I doesn't do matter. No, I, d- I, d- d- doesn't matter. Oh, it's November though. First. I was. I was. Uh, uh, Ms. Hurst and I were having a discussion over how many time zones away Houston was. Three. Um, right now, it's 2 o'clock here. It's 7 hours right now. All right. It's 2 o'clock here, and it's 7 o'clock in, or 9 o'clock in London. All right. So it's going to be GMT minus 7 or GMT minus 8. So when it's here, no, 7, GMT minus 7. Yes. For the contest purposes. Or the purposes of the contest. I'm speaking in, but that's the with the metaphor of Chinese, where the words don't matter in the order that they go. Your present plans are going to succeed. Says so. Says so on my fourth, my second. Are you you, your present plans? We're going to get some high speed rail. Um, No, your present. I didn't know you had to have plans for a present. Isn't it just fold the paper and you get a present? You don't have to. Doesn't come with plans. It's like Mad Magazine, where you'd fold the back cover and you'd see a different picture. We should do one of those. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so, anyway. so as we were doing our pre-show planning at 21st Amendment today, uh, they had a little contest. Mm. They handed out tickets to people sitting at the bar with the numbers one through nine or one through zero on the back. One through zero. One through zero. <laughs> zero being ten. That's like two numbers. They only handed out two tickets. I'm gonna break out some of your teeth with this <laughs> bottle opener, John. I drew five, and we were five watching. Tickets. We were watching the Colt Forty Fives play the Forty ers I heard they're more popularly known these days, the Texans. Um, and the final score of that football contest was. Oh, here's the hard part: twenty-one to twenty-four. Right, twenty-one twenty-four, and you know what that adds up to at the end? It's got a five in it. That adds up to forty-five. So I won a twenty-one A T-shirt. And a 21A beer koozie. We're giving that away, right? We are. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're giving it away. Uh, the beer koozie is also going to contain all the fortunes that we pull out of fortune cookies while we're doing the show today. Nice. And maybe even a fortune cookie, but I'm not sure about that. Well, we'll figure out how to give this away. But I think it's going to be, you have to tell the beer school robot a story. It's a number between one, one, one no, and No, you have to call the beer school robot. You have to call the beer school robot, which is a four two four two four two four beer. <laughs> Just try dialing that, and uh, tell the beer school robot a story about a beer that you like. And uh, at the end of it, make sure to say your um, uh, uh, Mastercard number and the security code on the back, your limit, and the date it expires on. <laughs> no, just be sure to say your name okay. so that we can call you back if you win and then we can get your details. So uh, uh, the robot will pick a, a, a name at random. And I think we'll give this one away on November the 15th. 
Okay, John. Okay, actually, what we should do is we should give it away. You must be present to win. <laughs> On November 22nd in San Diego or in San Francisco. <laughs> must be present to win. No, no, no. Just call the Beer School ro- Robot 4242424Beer. Why did you name the Beer School Robot 4242424Beer? Because Google Voice, when I got when I signed up for that, uh, I typed. It basically lets you make it, find a vanity number. So I put beer in, and I wanted a number that ended in beer. So uh, uh, three. Let's see, it's two three three seven. Yeah, is the last four digits. My brother-in-law's phone number is whatever it is. Beer. Yeah. So uh, I wanted that. That was really important to me. But the only one, the only number that ended in beer started with four two four two four beer two four two four two four. A Tuborg. Tuborg beer. Yeah, uh, basically. So in honor of the Canadians, eh? eh. That's how they order a case. Eh. Uh, get a two four a beer, eh? Uh, speaking of beer, this Canada, eh? This beer is made in Canada. Yes, we have a high, uh, uh extra dry. Which is brewed in Canada. I did not know. I did not know that Canada was part of Japan. How did that happen? Why well, was I, I thought not it was aware? part of China. Um, and it comes through Torrance, California. Why did it have to go through there first? Because why would it go through Seattle? Because that's the importer. The importers are never at ports of call. I mean, a lot of stuff is through Chicago, right? Which I guess is a port of call. You can get to Chicago from the ocean, right? Through the... Uh, yeah, or through the Great Lakes. You have to go through three of them. Okay. Probably two of them. Well. Yeah. Um, there's that. <laughs> there is that. Okay. So what do we think about this fine extra super dry beer? Mm. Well, I'm sure this is somebody's favorite beer. It doesn't have as much drinkability as Budweiser does. We have a Budweiser. It's getting cold right now, oh, so we can do the. No, we want. Oh, I want to be able to taste. You can do the side by side. Uh, we'll make sure that it's cold first. I'm getting liquored up on a side today. Then I'm going to have a craving for sushi. Although I usually get sake when I have sushi. Yeah. Oh, there's usually a beer and sake and sake for the sushi, especially if I'm not paying. The, uh, uh, well, anyway, so the the funny thing about Chinese Chinese or the Chinese beer market, <laughs> what? This one's bad for all the women I know. All right, do I have to read it? <laughs> you have to read it. <laughs> Be moderate when pleasure <laughs> is concerned. Avoid fatigue. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, be moderate when a pleasure is concerned. Avoid fatigue. Oh, Charlie Chan. Hmm. Well, anyway, the uh, the Chinese beer market is really, really large. Uh, it turns out that it is the number one beer drinking country in the whole world, uh, and that's by volume. Uh, you know, it's, well, not, duh. Yeah, because there's so many people that are that live there. There was a uh, there was a company that ran this great ad like five years ago or something. Yeah, that said you you're one in a million. That means there are a thousand people just like you in China. <laughs> <laughs> That's very very clever. <laughs> Sometimes those advertising guys, you know, they snap. They do good stuff. They do very good stuff sometimes. Mm. So the thing that's funny about this graph is that 
At the top of the list, we have the Czech Republic with 159 liters of beer consumed per person. And uh, then down on the bottom uh, is China. And they have 22.1 liters of beer per person consumed in a year. So the Czechs are drinking eight times more beer than the Chinese. Yes. However, this is the crazy thing, is that there are more people in the list, or excuse me, in China, there's a 200 and, well, what is this number? This is the total national consumption, is 28 billion milliliters. Huh? Yeah, milliliters work, or no. Anyway, the number is 28,640 for the Chinese, and that's the biggest number on the list, with the checks down here at 1,878. This is important. This teaches us the value of per capita and gross. Yeah. So the graphs go like an X. So it's this one over here and this one here. Uh, fascinating list. Although this list is not interactive, it would be niftier if it's if it self-sorted. Well, it's like, John, if you take the consumption of uh, beer in your apartment uh, and then you compare it to the consumption of beer at Candlestick Park, you would find out that... Per capita, the consumption of beer in your apartment is greater than that of Candlestick Park. But Candlestick Park, consumes, as, a, as an entity, consumes more beer. Especially when we're comparing craft beer. <laughs> <coughs> exactly. Right. Where was I the other day when I was thinking a horrible, horrible thought? Um, oh, yeah. The Steely Dan Show. Steely Dan Rocks. And we started to wait in line for, uh, for, for beers. And then I realized the uh, best we'd probably get is a Gordon Beer Schmardson. You're going to sneak into the show tonight, right? Uh, yes. I am thinking about sneaking into the show. Get my Steely Dan t-shirt and the light bulbs with the shade. <laughs> and you're sneaking in because how? Uh, nobody was checking tickets on Friday night at the Steely Dan show in San Francisco. Incredible. Um, well, you know, you figure if somebody's going to pay, you know, three digits for a ticket, they're honest. Yeah, that's the that's the big assumption. There. I did get my little uh, you can drink bracelet when I got through the front door. So wear that, wear that again. You're all you're oh, all good. Yeah, my beer. Oh. You know they call Alabama the Crimson Tide. You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do tonight? I'm going to drink Scotch whiskey all night long, all night long, and then die behind the wheel. You don't drive. <laughs> I have to play the Wonder Woman theme, theme again, John. No. Uh, I have to play the other music. Okay. No, 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 wait. No, no. Okay, okay. Oh, no. I was just going to say that. I'm going to try Blue I'm, I'm just going to say this. That Steel Panther on, yes. the, you know, on the list comes before Steely Dan. Right before Steely Dan. Right before Steely Dan. So I was like, hmm, play Steely Panther or... Panther Dan. Panther Dan. Time is the wisest counselor. Yep. That's a true statement. That came out of a blue fortune cookie. What flavor is blue? Bubblegum. Bubblegum. Got it. Oh, uh, you know what? Blue and green are. Blue and green are both pretty much the same. Yeah. Pink is definitely strawberry. And brown is chocolate. Mm. So, 
Blue is Lysol fla- or Windex flavored. Windex mm. flavored. Yuck. So it turns out that the Chinese market of beers is quite interesting. Um, they are not chasing craft beer, it looks like, in any way. Um, you don't see craft beer imported into China as uh, like you do in other countries. Although there is some kind of a following that's happening. Uh, there was a bunch of articles that I, that I read, um, nothing really of interest to point out, but just that it's starting to happen. You're starting to find some of, some of the American beer, uh, the craft in, the, in a craft sense going there. Also, uh, the styles that people are craving uh, or want to see, like Budweiser or Coors Light or, or some of the other um, out-of-market things. Right. Now, I can imagine... I would be willing. I would be willing to bet a twenty-one eight beer koozie um, that in Shanghai you could get an Anchor Steam. Um, probably, it'd be very expensive. Money, shmoney. Well, I guess if you're ordering an Anchor, you're not going to ask how much money. But it stuff is. like uh, stuff like Budweiser, uh, they're probably going there making deals with existing breweries to brew under license to make Bud. Probably, yeah. Um, well, although InBev owns a portion of of sing tao so i'm sure that that's not even a license deal that's just a hey we can brew bud here now oh here here on the you know when you go to a chinese restaurant on the, the beer list is totally the 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 imbep beer list yeah hmm sing tao. um the funny th- so and, and it's all basically because the Germans went around wherever they showed up, they set up a brewery. Exactly. Well, that's that's the brewery that one of the breweries that they set up uh, was made in the 1900s because the bankers of both Germany and Britain wanted beer. Yeah. Uh, there was no there was no local beer being made like the product that they were interested in having. Uh, so they set up the breweries. And the the British brewers were not that big about setting up overseas but the germans would show up and go okay here yeah, here and that's why that's ev- why mexico every, that's why pretty Spain, much every single one of these if you get tiger South you get Sintau, you get you know sapporo most of this stuff is a sort of standard european lager because mm-hmm. the germans showed up and say oh you do not know about beer we like the weather here would be very good for the beer will you make you some beer will you make you a plant here so yeah. They, yeah, so then they put it together, and there it is. Um, well, now it's time for Oktoberfest, <laughs> because it's the middle of September. So anyway, Sing Tao did a, a beer called Han Dong, and um, they did I've it. I've always been told to keep my Han off my Dong. Yeah, anyway, Han Dong is, Han Dong is a uh, low-sugar, low-calorie beer that's aimed at the market between 18 to 25-year-olds. Uh, it's one of three beers that the that the brewery makes. Uh, their normal Sing Tao is uh, is marketed in on from the uh, from twenty five to forty five, and then they have a uh, classic uh, adult beer, I guess is the way to. And they they call that this beer is made specifically from forty five on up. It's and got fiber. It's got fiber. It's got fiber and iron. So anyway, uh, Hondong is is basically sold with the idea that you'll drink this. It'll make you feel healthy. You'll have uh, essential minerals and vitamins because they've put that in. Uh, uh, they have a list that goes through that says all this stuff. I'm like, who buys this? Well, obviously Chinese because it's a very popular beer there. 
And it was market. It was made with the idea that up to the Olympics. So they started this project five years ago. So it's now in its fifth year. Um, that this this was going to be the uh, the beer of champions. So, <laughs> well, I, no, it's not. That's not their words. That's mine. Right. You know the idea that you drink the kids drink this and you'll have a you'll have a uh, great. You and Mary Lou Retton will be on the Wheaties. Exactly. Box. Except we're going to put all the the the, uh, the scholar athletes on the beer labels. Yeah. So its build is less sugar and less alcoholic. Like, okay, you're twenty five something. Sounds to me dry. <laughs> you're twenty five something. The point of drinking beer is not that there's less sugar in it and not that there's less alcohol in it. The point uh-huh. is when you're that when when you're drinking that. You're, you're drinking it to get wrecked. It's health beer. Yeah, health beer. Right. Health beer. Health beer. I I completely kicked uh, all those uh, fuzzy carbonated sugar waters out of my life, and I will argue that beer is healthier for you than, say, a brown cola product. I will. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll back you up on that. The problem is, is that in the case of a diet soda. Yes. You the people that get addicted to it drink nine, eight, seven, some amount of them and they don't see anything wrong with it because there's the the promise of no calories. Right. But the exposure of that much weird chemical sugar cannot be healthy in any way. Um, especially when, when you look at the amount of it and you drink well, let's say you drank eight of them, if you took the dissolved product and and put it in front of you and said, here, eat that. You're like, uh, no. Yeah, because I'm sure that when they did all the testing, they were testing for maybe an extreme of 36 ounces a day. Or 12 ounces if a, a ser- day. It, well, a serving, depending on what it says on the can, serving might be 8 ounces. So yeah. I'm being really, really generous when I say 36 ounces. And you figure that there are people that are drinking three times that. Um, interesting story. None of these people will be listening to the show, so I can tell it. I went out to dinner with my mother and another one of her old lady friends last night. And her old lady friend um, lives outside of San Francisco. And she, not my mother, but this other old lady, and her old lady friend uh, came up to the city to see South Pacific at the theater. On Market Street. Yes. And uh, the other old lady came from almost San Jose to get up here. And they weren't sure about the weather, so they hired a limousine. To drive up from San Jose to then pick your friend up south down by the airport and then come up to the city so they could go to the show and then go to dinner. Well, if they're paying for South Pacific tickets, the limo makes a lot of sense. And so, uh, well, you know, we should eat the we should eat the elderly personally, if you ask me, uh, with that sort of crap going around. Because their friend did the same thing the day before to go see Wicked. Old ladies have too much money. Um but the point of the story is... Also on Market Street at the Orpheum Theater. Exactly. The point of the story is uh, the woman who hired the limo, she had a 12-pack of Coke along for the ride. Ugh. So a woman probably at least, in to be nice, probably at least in the late 60s, traveling with a 12-pack of Coke. Diet Coke. Hmm. I'm like, Wow. That's a good to be bouncing off the walls. That's a dick shot. Well, how thing, do you drink a how do you drink a 12? No. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why she got a driver. 
another fortune here. You will need to. You will do well to expand your business. All right, we need more listeners. Tell your friends, please. That's your business, not mine. All right, well, my business is monkey business. That's ooh 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 ooh. Not. I want to be like you. Talk like you. Walk like you. Be like you. It's when Disney got into Darwinism, rewriting some Kipling. <laughs> Do you like Kipling? I don't know. I've never tried it. You know, a really what my favorite my favorite book about um, actually the joke the goes, British colo- colonial the, oppression in India is George Orwell's Burmese Days. That might be Burma, but whatever. The joke goes, and I told the joke wrong. (laughs) Imagine the guy and the woman are sitting on a blanket in the park, and he has a book in his hand and says, do you like Kipling? And she says, I'm not that kind of girl. I know some girls that kipple with me. So my fortune cookie experiment failed. I was gonna make. I'm pretty. I'm pretty impressed. You tried. I was. I'm. I made the the dough, and uh, got the oven hot. Uh, definitely, you need to preheat the oven because if you don't, they're gonna bake all wrong. And then um, put some cookie dough on the sheet in the in about a three inch circle. Let it cook for about eight minutes, and then I took it off, put the fortune in it, folded it, and did it wrong. Because it was too thin, right? It tore. Uh-huh. And then I did another bunch, but uh, by the time I got to the third one, it was already too hard. So these things have to be folded like immediately out of the oven. We should take your nifty little uh, your nifty little iPod and go to the Mimi Bakery and do that. Oh yeah. And can I tell you, I really just want to give my flip away. I've had it for less than a year. I was like, I don't love you anymore. You're just, good, so, you're just so fat and ugly. <laughs> <laughs> we were playing with an HD. I would never say that to a woman, but I'll totally we say were, it to a piece we were, of technology. We were playing with the HD flip last night, which turns out to be a better product. That's what I have. An HD flip? Yeah. Video is way better than what comes out of the iPod. Yeah, but the iPod's prettier. I'm, I'm really shallow, John. I'm really okay. shallow. I'm I'm just saying that you know well and it says right here my dearest wish will come true that goes in the lucky container uh oh fell so all right well if you want a new iPod then I don't know no I can't do that I'm too too cheap not cheap I feel that would be wasteful <laughs> although I still got the box I could I could throw it in one of those toys for tots thing I'm sure a 14 year old would love to get that we for could Christmas give away the flip on the show no, I give it to toys for tots there you go okay well poor, poor you know kids who aren't getting presents should get a nice flip if I'm gonna be bitchy and say it's too fat and ugly sing tao so where'd you get the metal tractor from virtual fries <laughs> it showed up it's heavy I know it's cool oh does it wind up I haven't figured it, it out. Shoot sparks? Well, no, it's got it's got um, a gear shift on it that works. Motor found shiny. <laughs> well, it's not just shiny; it's a tin toy. The wheels turn. Yep, and 
I, this thing does uh, that. Probably no, this is to that, carry. That's, that's to haul something. Yeah, that's this the, is a little pin that that's lets the you hook, connect. The hook for the uh, for the toe. Okay, I'll stop playing with the toy now. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we also found out reading this book that television. Well, I knew this. Television was in was first commercially proven in San Francisco, or first proven in San Francisco. Philo Farnsworth. Yep. Do you know the date? It's like it's early. Nineteen twenty-eight. Nineteen twenty-eight. Just before the stock market crash. Poor guy. Well, all the brokers started watching uh, TV, lost track of what they were doing, and the stock market went out of control. <laughs> and that. While and they were eating calcium-laden unicorn sticks. It's going to say, got to have the unicorn reference in there. I cannot find. What are you looking for? My, I'm, I'm my list. Up. What do you need me to no, make No, I was just going to... My list of... of uh, yeah, crap. I can't find it. So, um, the, it, I was going to give some interesting stats about Sing Tao. Ah. Um, one of, so, I'll just do it for memory. So. Brewed on every continent? <clears throat> I could guess it, that that could be a possibility. Brewed... Well, in China, they have 50 working breweries. Um, all the beer is mostly made for the regional market. Um the idea is, is that because there's so many people that they have to support, why not have the, you know, why not have these factories uh, where the people are? It's like Budweiser. It's like Budweiser. Makes sense. The country's really big, and so why not? Um, they make uh, they make three distinct kinds of beer, uh, but they're also whippersnapper, hipster, and yeah, um, whippersnapper, hipster, and, and and banker, <laughs> and they. Um, and those those beers go to the eight or eighteen different regions within the country, um, and uh, it's, it's quite a significant number of of uh, of beer that they're making. But I can I can see one of the reasons why they would go and try to market a uh, a beer that's low alcohol with the idea of hey this is a healthful product is that because they need so many ingredients. Why not sell people on less less ingredients so that <laughs> they can make more beer with the same amount of stuff? <laughs> oh, John! No, that's I'm I'm positive that that's what the, pro- the that solves the problem. They're like, yeah, let's 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 do a five year marketing campaign to change consumer to change consumer buying needs. Say that this is this, so that within Sintel water, <laughs> exactly. Um, and and make that happen, or you could just sell people hot pellets to chew on. Like a, a you make a really fine powder that isn't as bitter as, as that, and people could just suck on that. That's not the well. Okay, then you could do, have different ones, right? You could get Simcoe and Cascade, you know, and mix them up just the right way. <clears throat> oh, it's the band next door. Yeah, it's not my iPod in my pocket. It's the band next. I was thinking, there's nobody else in this building right now. Is it the Santana cover band again? I don't think it is. No, the thing I had was a list. The thing I was looking for was the list of of the the big, the most most of the breweries that are here. There it is. <laughs> and it's it's not that long. Do you want list. me to slaughter the names? No, I don't. Okay. I'm not even going to read the names. I'm just going to post them. One, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> I'm going to hold the sheet of paper and we're going to count off the names. We're all going to tell you what they are. 22. And mostly these na- these things are Beijing beer, Castle beer, Western beer, Yellow River beer. 
I guess it translates better in Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) It goes in and comes out the same color. (laughs) Um, Oak beer. Jinxing beer. Uh, uh, Well, it's not Xanadu, but it's... Xanadu! Jinling beer. Something Palace beer. Harbin. uh, Wasu beer. I think I've had a Harbin. Uh, There's a beer called Breweries. This didn't translate quite right. And Green System of Beer. Was the translation, but oh, it's, that's Heineken. Yeah. Anyway, that's their that's their major, the major beers in the market, and all of them do quite well. I mean, they all look like Budweiser in the United States. Yeah, they're the the numbers that are there. Uh, well, there are a billion people in the market. Yeah, a billion people. So, anyway, none of this, with very few exceptions, uh, out of all these five, or out of all these 21, 22 beers. Only five of these breweries have international presence. Okay. Um, and even though they have a nat- an international presence, they, you don't find this product on uh, the corner store. Well, you might find it, some of them you might find in Australia. Right. Or you might find it other places where you get significant uh, Chinese tourism or something. Or in Vancouver, where you've got a significant Chinese expatriate population. Um, I still love that one of them is called Yellow River. And I know there is a river called Yellow River, but still. It Green. doesn't translate well. I'm sure it doesn't. You, know, you would never put yellow on a beer, right? Jingling. Jingling. Tian Mahu. Yo Wang, Yang Tai, Yang Jing, Xu Zheng. Oh, did I finish the fortune cookie story? No, I don't. No, I don't think you got into the controversy of the people in LA were trying to lie and say that. Yeah, well, the thing that's interesting about the fortune cookie story is that some other guy, and this is totally possible to do this, but some other guy in the lower area, aka Los Angeles, claimed to have invented the fortune cookie around 1918. Um, After a vacation to San Francisco, where exactly. it was invented 20 hey, years look earlier. Hey, look what I invented. So, uh, uh, the the rumor was that, that uh, the rumor, as rumor has it, uh, L.A. trying to claim something um, because it would be cool to do. And... Um, why wouldn't you claim that it was about the same time you invented it instead of 10 years well, after no. somebody else invented it? It doesn't make any sense. It's pretty dumb. So in 1983, they had a trial to ask to, to once and for all make this thing. So a guy named Daniel Hanlon, H-A-N-L-O-N, uh, was the was the presiding judge? Turns out he was he's been a long time judge in the San Francisco Bay Area. Good. Um, and after hearing both sides of the case, uh, evidence was presented. A in, really two really old fortune cookies. Two really old fortune cookies, and inside one of the fortune cookies, it said, uh, 
basically SF Judge better pick San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one said... Um, Beat L.A. <laughs> said Black Sox in uh, six. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Simplicity and clarity should be your theme in dress. I think it is. So anyway, this guy is still and alive. And keep your plan secret for now. So this guy is still alive today, and he's actually... Um, Half owner of the Mimi Fortune Cookie Bakery on Stockton Street. Evidently, no, he's got a he's quite a, he's quite a decorated um, legal person. He graduated from the University of San Francisco Law School in 1964, and 20 years later, little did he know that he was going to sit in on a mock trial on fortune cookies. It's like ah, a years. mock trial. Come on, no, no, it's a real trial, but it but it doesn't really you know. It, this is kind of a cool uh, uh, judging system, right? Or thing. It sets up. Uh, it takes things that we know from creative culture or from common culture. Whether there's what there's when there's controversy between did this happen here or did it happen here? Right. And uh, they put the facts on the stand and make a case for it. Yeah, you run it like it's a real legal thing, but yeah. it's not. You don't go through the burden of of. Uh, Messing with. Oops. Ooh, good catch. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> you get that off, and I'll hold this part. Uh, for you folks at home who aren't watching the video, uh, my mic stand <laughs> came loose as I was fidgeting with it. I'm like, why isn't it adjusting right? It should be adjusting right where I want it to. Try it, yeah. Oh, look at that. It's perfect. Do I sound perfect again, people? Wow, this show is just Any ladies out there, you know, I'm still accepting marriage proposals. This show is just having its having a way with itself. All right, so I'm it's holding... It's because I'm high on fortune cookies. John, you're not eating the fortune cookies like I know they're I really crunchy. <laughs> and you're a professional who doesn't want to eat for crunchy fortune cookies. No, the kids hate it when we eat on the show. The kids don't hate it. It's just that old crusty old man who bitches about everything. If it wasn't for you meddling kids... I don't have to sit up here in the balcony and watch you fucking mu apartment for that friendly Muppets. <laughs> you know, kids listen to that. I know, Torsten loves this show. Hey, Torsten, how's it going? Sit down. <laughs> Pull your finger out of your dad's ear. All right, so as a experiment, I'm pouring Budweiser into a glass. We've never said anything bad about this beer. It's good beer. Looks just like the other beer. Every time I go looking for a beer in a red, white, and blue can, I choose Budweiser. So Sun the idea is to make it a Sunday time. Mm. Yeah, imagine that. And so, at the end of the case, fortune cookies were upheld. They were invented in San Francisco. Of although, course. Although L.A. says now they were invented here, just like they would. The internet was invented here. Uh, and Al Gore shows up from time to time. He does. He's down the street. Why doesn't he drink at 21A? I don't know. Tipper probably doesn't let him. You know, with a name when like he ran for When he ran for president, the one reason I didn't want to vote for him, even though I did, is because of yeah, Tipper. Yeah, it was Tipper. Tipper. <laughs> the, uh, and the PM PMRC. The, the PMRC. <laughs> the idea of, okay, busy, unbusy house... house uh, wife of senator has nothing better to do but is going to roll records up the flagpole and say bad evil must label 
And, you know, kids today, that's good for them because they know which albums they want to buy because they have that <laughs> sticker. Oh so, dirty words. I think that if, well, like when we were walking down here, the car that was going off that had all the rap. Yes. That was uh, effing this and effing that and Igor Uber and, you know, like, okay, guys. <laughs> famous, famous Swedish skier, Igor Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Ego Uva. <laughs> we saw we saw a rally of a oh, bunch yeah. of uh, late '80s Mustangs. We're not talking about beer, are we? Wah, 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 wah. Oh, we're talking about a size super dry and comparing it to Bud. The beer Bud for all okay. seasons. So here, this is my first opinion about this. Yes, is that I like the Budweiser better. I think it has more body than the Asahi or ah, Asaha. Asahi. Asahi. Well, Bud's definitely got a greater drinkability. Yeah. No, you're right. It's a better beer. Even if this was colder. Well, because this is super dry. And so super dry, I think, they're trying. It's like a, it's like a Belgian where you just get the whole thing so dried out. Yeah. But the, it may the, be. The finish on that, I mean, it's not that it's not cold. Right, the finish on that's like chrome. It's yeah. like shiny chrome. And it skates all the way down. <laughs> Is that a speed skater or a figure skater? Either way. I always like the speed skaters. They're you know, from a from a pretty point of view, the speed skaters have it all over the Unless it's Nancy Kerrigan. She's dreamy. No, just the way that the even with the nasty broken up knee that happened. The, the way that they... Okay, now I can't make my point because I'm trying to remember the Nancy girl. So, John. So, Motor. Tell me about this barley wine you had the other night. Last night at Tornado, uh, I had a three-year-old barley wine from 2006 made by our friends uh, at Iron Springs. Well, at that time, it would have been the owner of Iron Springs. Yeah, the owner of Iron Springs. He was the guy who made that beer. And so... Uh, the it was the way, the best way to describe the best way to think about barley wine is that when you try one when it comes right out of the out of the fermenter it always tastes young mm -hmm. okay so and there's these I want to call it spiky because I don't have another way to describe it but if you were to draw where flavors are they they go up to the top they they're they're flat and then they then they go down and then there's another flavor and it's all it's it looks like a fork it's just it's disharmonious yeah and it's all it's all like i said spiky and so what happens with a barley wine over time um is that those spikes start to round out and so instead of big flavor big flavor it's like oh yeah this is all this is where this is going and you can taste that after aging a barley wine for six months. Well, it's like you start out, it tastes like chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah. And eventually it tastes like chocolatey peanut butter. Right. And then eventually it tastes like, well, okay, I don't think they invented this before. <laughs> no, because it all blends together. It becomes, it becomes a new flavor. And so the biggest problem, with, at least that I see, with the Barley Wine Festival... Uh, when you're tasting like 50 of them or so during the day is that 
first off, you're wrecked by the end. But the second part is, is that you're, all these barley wines are young. They're all made within the last six months, and very few of them are 2008 or 2006 or 2005. And so when you, you can imagine what it's going to be in three years. Well, the Barley Wine Festival, and we're talking about, like I say, Oktoberfest or the Brewers Festival. Yeah. The Barley Wine Festival is the Barley Wine Festival that happens at Toronado in February. And um, I know we've had this discussion before. They need to, to break it up into this year's barley wine, two to five-year barley wine, and more than five years. Because the last couple of years, yeah, of course, a six-year-old barley wine is probably going to be more together because of this maturation right. than something that's brand new. Even though something that's brand new, you might be able to taste all the potential, and it might stand out above all of its peers. Judging them all into one big group is no, ridiculous. No, it's it's <coughs> no because it should be young and aged. And oh, I didn't read this. Wait. No, you got to read it. Uh, you will. Be, you believe in the goodness of mankind? Yes, I do. I don't. Sometimes. Oh, I think everybody's stupid, but I still believe that they're <laughs> naturally good. If I didn't believe in the goodness of mankind, I just want everyone killed. Get them out of the way. They're being inefficient. 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 God, I love fortune cookies. Yeah. And this is your idea, too, for me to bring this bag of fortune cookies so I could have like 10 of them. Kim's going to be excited. <laughs> I have. Uh, oh! I will be fortunate in everything I put my hands to. Nice. Get your mindset. Confidence will lead you on. So I want to know how does this fortune know who confidence is? I want to meet this girl because I haven't been let on in a long time. She died in the second reel of Doctor Now. Oh, <laughs> that's an old film. I would have never met her. She could be your mother. It's, yeah, that would be confidence. Yeah. Well, she second reel of Doctor No. They don't even have reels anymore. Doctor No was 1962, I think. Wow, that's older than either of us. Holy crap, that's great. What, chocolate fortune cookies? Yeah. Yeah. Try a strawberry one. I'm gonna. <laughs> like I tell you, the blue and the green ones are I Not think so. they're just I think they're just colored regular fortune cookies. But the, the, the brown ones and the pink ones are definitely chocolate and strawberry. Hmm. He's back to his notes. Mm-hmm. On this day. I want to talk about the fortune cookie machine. Okay. They invented it in 1962. They were handmade up until that time. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? <laughs> just people just that's their. Yeah, I've seen that. People are I, sitting there. Well, like there's a, them. the golden, the golden, golden dragon. No, there's a golden um, happiness, golden luck. No, Golden Gate Fortune Cookie Company still makes them by hand. Okay, they have they have a, you know. <laughs> They have a, a bunch of people that there's this um, this machine that heats it up, and then they take them out, put the fortune in, put it in the the mold, and wow. it's done. Sweet. I guess that I guess that would mean because they didn't have a machine that would actually make the fortunes, uh, make the cookies more consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, this fortune cookie machine is quite fascinating. 
I really have to go to Golden Gate, and I have to go to the other one because they're. If you do a web search for Fortune Cookie San Francisco, Mimi doesn't even come up. Three. There's, there's three, three of them listed. There's Golden Gate, there's Mimi, and there's the other one. And they're all in China. There's one in Oakland or South there, City? Yeah, there's, well, see, there's three in San Francisco. Okay. There's one in Oakland, which is, believe it or not, right on the freeway entrance after you come out of the Alameda Tunnel. Yeah, I can imagine that. That's where they they are. And then there's one in uh, in Briz. I, ne- I need to go check out the other two, but I really like Mimi. They also have cow's ears. If you if you if you look on Yelp for Mimi, they talk about cow's ears, and I've never ordered them. They've got a bunch of different cookies there, and I thought the cow's ears were just the big flat ones, but they're littler ones that I think are called golden coins mm-hmm. that are like flat fortune cookies. The cow's ears look like they're striped. Hmm. I love these. Things. The Yelp review for Mimi's was funny because it's <laughs> great big letters. Don't go here unless you have cash. <laughs> <laughs> very funny review wow okay these are pretty amazing (laughs) see fortune cookies fresh are great so So all of you people around the country that don't have a big chinatown uh sorry again (laughs) no 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 so um the 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 largest fortune cookie company is in new jersey uh and i don't have the the listing tony soprano fortunes no it's well Wherever they make your relatives it. are all in grave danger. So, <laughs> so they make a lot of fortune cookies, but they have a shelf life of four months. Ugh. No, no, it says on the package that it says basically you must drink the or drink. You must, you must drink these fortune cookies. <laughs> fortune cookies for four four months. I mess up. Mm. I can have another one of those. It's super dry. Uh, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna miss the Budweiser. I know. Uh, never thought I'd say that I'd miss the Budweiser. Super dry. Super dry. Super dry. I guess somebody buys this marketing. I don't know who, <laughs> who it is exactly. Somebody believes in drinkability. Oh, jeez, who said that? <laughs> I love that term. Drinkability. It's like the wetness factor. Remember the wetness factor? This beer is more wet than that beer. Back when cell phones had antennas? Yeah. Back when they didn't need to. Well, no, they didn't. You know, the thing was is that at some point they actually did need an antenna. But then at some point they got so small that they built the antenna in. But then you didn't read it. My present plans are going to succeed once again. Two for two on that one. We already made present plan joke. Deja vu all over again. Mmm. I love fortune cookies. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. What? That's motor at beerschool.com. Send notes playing saying Don't do that. <laughs> Seriously, chewing's okay, but the, the blip smacking the snapping, stuff. The snapping? No, that that yeah, they don't like that. Some people do. Oh, some people do. No, it, it's... Okay. I don't have any words for that. <laughs> um, let's see. We talked a little bit about the, the, the Chinese word for beer. Looks like a brewery. Um, the icon. The looks icon. like brewing equipment. Yeah, it looks like brewing equipment. It, it seriously looks like a mash... It looks like a mash tun or a kettle and a fermenter. It... 
That might be what it is because I think beer is relatively re it's a it's recent. It's a Western addition to to Chinese culture, and if you're communicating through icons, yeah, they probably said they probably got the old guy, you know, the ninety year old language writer guy. Yep. This would be a fascinating story. You know how the OED guy, or no, not the OED guy, one of the listeners' uh, girlfriend worked at the OED and looked up something for us. Okay. Which is? Which was the origin of Knock Yourself Out. Okay. Which I couldn't find in any reference where it was. Well, it turns out that it means to laugh, to laugh until you're gasping for oh, air. Oh, that's you, John. Yeah, that's me every day. <laughs> so anyway, knock yourself out. You're a figure out. of speech. I am my own word, right? <laughs> so imagine, and they probably didn't even archive this, right? I mean, this would be a big deal where you're adding a word to the Chinese language. Mm-hmm. And they go, they go get the old, the old guy, the old master person who's who's written imagine i'm just seeing that dude you're from the, kill you're, bell you're yeah. with the big long yeah you, it, he goes and takes the tour of it drinks the product he's all they're all excited about it and so he goes away and thinks about it and goes here's your word that'll be five thousand dollars <laughs> it'll be five thousand dollars and what is, what is the descendants on that branding company in sausalito now that come up with all the car names oh right <laughs> No, imagine this. How? I mean, nobody documented the word, the creation of the word beer, right? In Chinese, didn't happen. Well, because Google wasn't around then. Yeah, I guess. You know, you got to think about it. I wonder how many words in Chinese are are made every year. Question. And how does that? And what is the process for that? That's John at beerschool.com. Yeah, I want to know. But it's also an, an interesting. It, the, I started looking at some of the different characters, some of the different words to when I was going to do beer school in Chinese, and so I had to look these things up. And I started going down this rabbit hole of learning a, 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 about the Chinese characters. Some things are really simple, and some stuff is more complex. Some things are built on top of each other, right? Mm-hmm. So, in the case of school, right, there's a word that means basically to learn. Right or place of learning, uh-huh. uh, and then when you do university, you put the word "big" in front of it, right? So you drop one of those things, and it's it's like big school, and for a preschool, then you put like the word for baby, <laughs> right? And so it's always the derivative of of those two things. <laughs> you know, this character and this character smashed together to mean that. So I started to think about this, and well, we're way off topic. No, we're not. No, no, no. I'm just saying from, from well, got to cut that out. No, you don't. Keep going. No. So you got, you got the words mashed up. So you got, the, you got the words mashed up. And so then I started to think about how, from a language point of view or from a learning point of view, when you have a pictograph language versus a word-based language, right? So these words are actually... Uh, they were this language was made this way for a reason because it's easy to, to produce uh-huh. to reproduce and to write and you have 26 characters that end up being formed into uh, millions of different words so it's no different brain wise from chinese 
it's just easier to to produce the word right right reusable reusable type but then thinking about this when you see the word the the symbol for family it's one symbol and it can mean all this other stuff that goes with it whereas the word family here is isn't this isn't the same thing because you have family of products you have you have group of of uh fans you have um different things an like actual that. family an actual family right and so you have these the meanings of this so in the case of chinese you'd plug in the first the first character so it'd be product you know, family product family 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 monkey family family guy family guy and that would uh that make that changes it to make it more specific to the thing and because of that uh i think that concepts could be conveyed more quickly using that language however the learning curve to get there is huge right i mean you've got to learn a lot of a I lot of things that keyboard is on the computer three thousand characters have you ever seen have you ever seen no. a, oh it's it is the it is the most complex piece of machinery that you've ever seen it's crazy crazy it's like you know and buying it's like, could or imagine uh playing jeopardy in chinese <laughs> it's like <laughs> there'd be two characters oh, right bingo bingo was his name O B I N G O B I N G O? Yeah. See, bingo is just uh, whatever it is. So, anyway, that was my my thought about that, and then I started to think about how some things in Western Western concepts are actually brought into a, a single thought, you know, all encompassing kind of thing, and so some of those words are. Uh, boyfriend, girlfriend. So the person, when you say boyfriend, right, or BF or GF, right, when you say girlfriend, that the thought is all in, it's all there. It's complete. Who that person is, what the relationship is, how you're supposed to act around them, you know, on and on. And the ex, and the, the expect, the, the thought of getting one, right, or, uh, losing one or changing the, changing the metaphor around. And so this may girl enemy <laughs> enemy right there's no this may explain this may absolutely explain why and I'm so sorry about this cliche but when you see asian guy driving down the street there's in his in his in his uh, racer there's always a girl planted next door oh. in the seat next to him and i think that that by a culture because they've embraced that idea of of uh, whatever those symbols are, that that just becomes expectation within within the within the community. Okay. That we don't have because we we don't have that meme. We don't have that symbol. I like the meme. Bringing wired hard. There you go. Um, anyway, that's my that was my rap my research Such rabbit hole for the last week or so of starting to think about. You've learned much, John Foster. Think, thinking about how words in one language don't work the same way as in another language. Achtung! Like there, like if you look up gullible in Wikipedia, 
There's no entry. There's no entry. <laughs> I know that joke has been. But unk gunk. I know that I joke has been for. It's. Uh, so I, I'll put up the. I'll, I will make sure that in the the pat in the listing for the show notes is the link to the patent for the the patent the for, the patent the for the for the. Uh, for the uh, fortune cookie for machine, fortune cookie or machine. TV? No, for the fortune cookie machine because it's quite complex. And in the case of in the case of of issuing a patent, it has to be for something that's non-obvious. Uh-huh. And making fortune cookies by machine not obvious. I mean, it, when you see the the videos of them working, it's like wow, somebody figured that out. <laughs> and it's just—it's this robot dance. It just—it's all about timing and and motion and well, all the using cookies gravity. have to be have to be coming down the conveyor belt equally spaced. Yeah, or else the arms that grab them to fold them and twist them around are not going to be folding and twisting at the right place. He said in a scholarly way. Can I play my song now? Or are we going to play that out? No, we're going to play play the song. Ah, I found the Steel Panther song that we can play. Well, we gotta, but we're not gonna. Well, we could play that song. It's a race. Is my iPod faster than your iPod? Mine's just going loading, loading. Because I, I have to go through YouTube. Loading. Oh, loading, loading. Oh, loading. Artists. Loading, loading. Steel Panther loading, next to Steely Dan, and loading. it's it's here. It is. So old iPods don't do this. It's true. Yours is pretty loud. I know. I can turn it down a little bit. (laughs) It's clean except for the first line. Hell's on fire. <laughs> Hell's on fire. <laughs> Scrambled. I don't know why I have fascination with this. I mean, this is like watching a train wreck. Sorry, wrong. Word. I want to party with Bon Scott, <laughs> with Randy Rhodes, John Bonham too. Von <laughs> Fire. <laughs> like you said, it's every cliche ever, and it's done to. It's done really well. It's done to perfection. How hot? It's really, 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 really hot. So, do you think this came out of the frustration of not being able to get a gig unless it was a parody of itself? No. Just maybe they just wanted, they just did this because? Imagine you sit down, you're going to try and write a heavy metal song, and you realize they're all cliches. (laughs) So, why not just go with it and start writing cliched heavy metal music? Exactly. 
I mean, it does kind of rock. And you, it does. You go through all this and you go, okay, that's the Iron Maiden. That's the Def Leppard. That's the Bon Jovi. They've sort of done a Scorpions. They've got a, too many lame ballads. I mean, you can't play that unless you mean it. <laughs> Whatever. Is it over yet? Hell is on fire. It is on fire. And it's really, 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 really hot. Hot. All right. Steel Panther, Hell's on Fire from the album. Steel Panther. Uh, feel the Steel. <laughs> feel the Steel. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, they got my money. What are you going to play, Motor? Oh, this. I think we're going to close with this. I remember when this was. It's a sing along. <laughs> Everyone? I like Chinese. I like Chinese. Oh, they come up to your knees. But they're always willing and they're ready to please. Hey, it's flashing the words. <laughs> it was a couple of years ago. It was 20 years ago. Yeah. There's only 900 million. 900 million. There's over a billion now, kids. The great, great Monty Python. Unlike the Billy Joel, we didn't start the fire, which documents history, modern history. This parody, you can actually learn a few things from. But we did; they did get the the thing wrong about the 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 Taoism, eating in chess. Yeah, they invented chess. The tap dance section. <laughs> like they're tiny little trees, okay. But they don't. Well, bonsai trees. I thought that was. I thought that was. Uh, Stop playing. Oh well. Isn't that good? Motorcycles walked by or something. Isn't that good? All right. Monty Python's "I Like Chinese" from the Contractual Ob Obligation album released in 1982. Yes, I have <laughs> that on vinyl. Yeah, believe it or not, I think I do too. The original sleeve that's got the lyric that's got the uh, the track listing on it. Yeah, you Weird. know <laughs> how do you, how did we how did we not whip that out on the show to go? Yeah, guys, here you go. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Do you have any facts left, John? I have one fact left, and that is on on the album. Animal Magnetism by, ah, yes. by the Scorpions, which I had to play after you sent me the link. Uh, speaking of things released a long time ago on vinyl, 1979 it was released. Yep. And it did not have a track on vinyl, which was Hey You. Oh, yeah. And so anyway, Hey You gets released 10 years later when they reissued the album on CD. Uh, I think that it didn't make the American market originally because the song is kind of gay. <laughs> what are the lyrics? Hey, you. 
Where are you going with that gun in your hand? I don't think it's that. Where are you going with that gun in your hand? <laughs> I know. And it's not Hey You from uh, The Wall. Nope. And it's not Hey Kate from Steely Dan. They played that. They did. <laughs> and they stopped the middle. And, the, and Don, uh, Walter Becker walks up to middle stage with a spotlight. And he goes, you know what I'm talking about. You're out. You're going home from the show with your special friend. Lady, guy, whatever. And you get home. And you're sitting on the couch. You start looking around. You're looking at all that. You go over to the liquor cabinet because you want to make it a special night. You start looking at all that liquor in the cabinet. And you're going, it's not the rum. It's not the whiskey. It's not the gin. It's that... It's that brown stuff that they make someplace, and I forget what it's called. I forget what it's called. But, you know, it's the stuff you pour into the little glass, and you put some salt on. Oh, actually not salt, because, you know, salt's probably not good for most of us now, and your doctors have been giving us a bad time about <laughs> it. And then you get some citrus, though. You get some citrus, and you cut a slice of that citrus, and you put it on the glass with that brown stuff. And I forget what it's called. I just forget what it's called. And the band goes, the Cuervo Gold. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Let's see. (laughs) I've got a lot of facts here. I want to. So this is a fact that I we can talk about. I could not find Chinese beer in any of my local markets. I'm guessing safe. If we went into Safeway, Safeway would have had Sintow. I'm Maybe. guessing. They have I, was, it, I was quite surprised, though. They have it at Searchlight, but I didn't go to Searchlight. Oh. Well, no. I just, I just thought it. I just thought it curious that everybody else is rep- represented. We've got Belgian beer. We've got Chinese. Beer, I had to choose Japanese. between Asai and Sapporo. <laughs> Taparo. Sapporo. And not even made in a, made in Canada also. Of course, by Molson. <laughs> um, take off. Uh, and Sapporo comes in the gigantic steel can. Yeah, it's a cool can. Not as cool as the Moostrel Cabottle. I just like saying Cabottle. Cabottle. That's funny. Um, animal magnetism. When did Easton start, uh, start making bicycle parts? Who? Easton that makes ping aluminum bats. Well, it makes sense that they would. I mean, they're extremely metal, you know, no big deal. They're tubular. Totally. Lots did and this, lots. Did, did this, did this. No, no, I'm just looking. Done with this. Lots of cans. Did that. Here's these. This was fascinating, but doesn't matter. Uh this is by countries. Yeah. My country tis of the sweet land of liberty. Well, no, I, th- I think, so there's five, I'm just going to summarize the stuff that I've learned about Chinese beer. I was fascinated to find out that the, it wasn't in existence in the country until the turn of the century. Yeah. Um, that they had some kind of alcohol product that was there, but it wasn't beer. Um, I was surprised to learn uh, the demographic of of the, the Chinese market. 
Uh, and I, but I wasn't teenage su- girls. No, I wasn't surprised. I was not surprised by uh, the size of it. You know, when you think about how much beer that is, you know, there's one brewery has 50, 50 beer factories throughout the the region, and that means that there's uh, fifty more breweries for another brewery, and and you know, it's it's gigantic. Well, also, uh, until recently, I'd say that interregional travel in China has been relatively rough due to the infrastructure. Right. You know, a lot of it's, well, not, you know, when when the city uh, like Shanghai and, well, Hong Kong is, wasn't part of China proper until recently. But, uh, I mean, it's not all of its city. Lots of it is rural. <laughs> Lots of, you know, well, yeah, duh. It's very big in the middle of very small at each end. <laughs> That's my theory. No, the idea is that not all of China is making stuff. Right. You know, China is supporting, supporting itself through growing and uh, keeping people alive to, to do their to do their day to day. Right. But uh, there's that. Then uh, other thing I was fascinated by was uh, the amount of products that are bought in uh, bought from other countries to make brewing happen there. Um, That's a big issue right now that uh, China is buying up um, places in Africa and converting them into agriculture to support China. Wow. It seems to me that China would have enough to support enough space to to support China by itself. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm not a I'm not an expert on the region. John, you're an expert on everything. Uh, instantly after I have a after I have a sip, <laughs> there is that. Um, let's see. I met the guys who founded Wikipedia once. I said, "Why'd you do this?" You make Why John not? Foster sm- sounds smart. <laughs> I said, "Really? That was the whole thing?" Yeah. I'm like, wow. I think I bought them beer once. <laughs> Let's I think see. I bought you beer once. Thank you. It's like the same thing. That's like one step removed. It's like uh, Kevin Bacon. What's your bacon rating? I have no idea. I have a bacon rating of two. Or is it three? Because I was accidentally in a movie with Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock was recently in a movie with Kevin Bacon. Ooh. Her bacon rating would be one. That would make mine two. It used to be three. Because she had... he They didn't... They weren't in the, a movie together until recently. You know what I found? And I did not check to see if this is the same person, but with this name, it's got to be pretty close to the same person. Uh, you know who one of the producers of, of American Idiot, the play over at, eight, uh, over at uh, Berkeley Rep? Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Mm. But I'd be interested in seeing it. You know who one of the producers is? Mm-mm. Tom Hulse. Who was Amadeus and in Animal House? Oh, really? <laughs> wow. And I'm thinking there can't be that many people no, named Tom Hulse. No, there's not. <laughs> wow, he produced that. Good for him. With all of his Amadeus and Animal House money. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, told, I'm told that the show is quite good. Yes. That it rocks. Yes. And they had... They Don't had, make me do it. <laughs> what are you going to play? American Idiot. Yeah, we should close with that. We get the kid to play it. (laughs) 
All right. I don't think I have anything else. We're out of ideas until next week. Oh, I do. Okay. No, here's no, no, another thing I learned. So I put the uh, copy pasted the Chinese characters for beer, put them into Google, uh-huh. and Google searched on them. And what'd you find? I found a whole bunch of Chinese that I couldn't read. But it found it found. You should search on them in Chinese, but say only return uh, re- English results. You can do that. Yeah. yeah. But um, I I was I I did not know that uh, computing had had come to the point of being able to. Here's these characters. Well, and, it's Windows Seven. Come on. It is Windows Seven. So I signed up for a Windows 7 uh, house party. Oh, jeez. I'm not coming. No, no. I'm saying I signed up for one, and I'm such a loser that I was rejected <laughs> from the list. Like, guys, why wouldn't you want the Windows 7 house party? We would do it on the show. Thought about converting. No, no, no. No. Thought about converting. Yeah, well thought about it not gonna anytime soon but after the prototype experience i think anything's better (laughs) (laughs) that's hardware though that's not software it is all right so three things we got to talk about to finish this up uh one one uh november 22nd is our there and back uh, you're still on, right? Yeah, man. Did I did I did I sign that contract already? I don't know. When's my contract due? Well, I, I, took, I have to get my agent to start negotiating better terms on these. Things. I took I took out all the references from the other show, and we're going to do it the week later. Yeah, twenty second seems to work. I don't I don't think I'm going to harbor any more exciting ideas. So, uh, what doesn't work now? Could you do it Saturday? Yeah, it's the twenty first, right? Yeah. All right. Well, then we'll I got, do. I got real grown up work the next on Monday that Monday. Okay, so uh, well, okay, so the, I mean uh, other real grown up work besides this podcast. So the day we're going to do the it's the, the show Thanksgiving weekend. No, it's the week before Thanksgiving weekend. We're oh not, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. We're not going to do it on Thanksgiving because it was going to cost six hundred dollars to do six hundred dollars. And if we do it on Saturday, it's like the week you and two friends to Sealy Dan. Okay, three friends. <laughs> Um, but if we do it the week before, we can do it for hundred bucks. Excellent. So hundred bucks is doable. Six hundred dollars is not. So anyway, that's the twenty first of November. Make your tickets, plans, whatever. Uh, we're going to open Tornado in San Diego and close it in San Francisco the same day. Thing number two: buy the book, buy the tasting book, please. Uh, we got an email from a from. <laughs> we got an email from one of the listeners saying that it has helped him with women. Really? Yeah, evidently. Wow. Uh, evidently. Tell, can he please return the secret? Yeah. <laughs> evidently, <laughs> evidently, having the book on the bar makes him seem smarter and more accessible. So he's uh, taking it with him everywhere. Like, yeah. So how did it help him? Did he get a little Hummer? Or evidently. We get a, on a scale of uh, one to three. We're going to have to... Well, we don't have more details other than, thanks, the book is awesome. I'm like, dude, you scored because of the book? I just bought, I just, uh, bought some books the other day. What would you buy? In, I bought books where I had to uh, make my transaction in Great British Pounds. Uh, I went to the camera web- website because oh. I'm tired of waiting for Hops and Glory. 
to be published in this country. So I ordered Hops and Glory and the West Coast uh, Camera Beer, Beer Guide and the Camera Beer Guide to Germany. Huh. So I'll have something to read on the toilet for the next month. Perfect. Bless you. Because I love the Camera Beer Guide to uh, the West Coast. I'm sure you could probably get it around here somewhere. But, you know, as you're going, click, yes, more, click, yes, more, I want more. 14 pounds, how much is that? That sounds cheap. <laughs> oh, it's not? God damn it. <laughs> that sounds cheap. <laughs> uh, hmm. <clears throat> well, then the last thing on the list is, let's see. There's... Oh, uh, New Glarus Contest. So the great New Glarus giveaway is send your email address to info at beerschool.com with the message title New Glarus, and that's N-E-W space G-L-A-U-R-S, New Glarus, and uh, send your, your actual mailing address, your snail address, in other words. Uh, if, you don't send your, if you don't put your address there, we can't send you the prizes. We have four glorious prizes, which you can see on the website. And no, you can't see. You can see the listings for what those four glorious prizes are on the website. And uh, uh, but do get that in by November first at uh, uh, twelve GMT minus seven. GMT minus seven. Uh, that's Pacific time. Oh, noon. Is that plus seven? No, it's minus, no, seven. minus seven. Plus seven is uh, China. So. <laughs> All right, last part about last. Oh wait, the best part about beer school is the homework. The homework is beer. Go eat fortune cookies. <laughs> well, no, the the this is a um this is a hide and seek assignment. So the idea is is to um, go to your local. Hopefully, your local is okay. not our local because our local failed. Uh, and do a survey and see what Chinese beer is in your market, and to sample it. Comparing it with a Budweiser. Oh, very nice. Yeah. And believe it or not, you will, you will be able to tell the difference between the two beers, uh, and you'll have a new appreciation for Bud. Excellent. Uh, and I think that that's going to be three... There's three reasons for that. One of them is uh, fresh, Drinkab- freshness of... Drinkability. Freshness of the Bud compared to the... to the And drinkability and uh, travel. That's freshness. Not in a green bottle. And it's not made by Canadians. It's not made by Canadians. All right, so the green ones taste exactly like the white ones. Yeah, the green and the blue, but the, have you had a pink one yet? Mm-mm. Have a pink one. They're strawberry. Mm. Yeah, these are just... Well, there's a ton of something going on, but... Oops, I broke. Bad luck. Idleness is the holiday of fools. Ooh. These people are so wise. Hmm. I have the Tao Poo. It's really funny to say that about Billy Idol. And I have the Tay of Piglet. I have the Tao of Programming. Somewhere in a stream there was code. The bad code sat there like a rock. All the good code had to flow around it like water. It made small eddies, and then that the leaves circled. The manager asked the programmer when the when his assignment would be done. And the programmer said soon. Seven months later, the programmer was still working. Do you ask the rock when it will become a pebble? 
then why do you ask me when the programming will be done? You know you cannot lift the rock. Do you think you can lift me? <laughs> we only have one last thing to say on beer school, and that is... Class. Class dismissed. It always seems like a good idea. What? A this, show about this, fortune cookies? Or a show about fortune cookies. Oh, John. No, I mean, I thought it was going to be different, but whatever. Mean, by different, you mean good? No, but <laughs> yeah. That's me. John John is much better at this. I, um, oh, I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe the research didn't sink in. Maybe I didn't have my outlines right. Uh... I'll play this out. <laughs> really, they made a play out of this. <laughs> Close it soon. We all know this song. We all know, this is the one they actually play on KFOD. It doesn't scare that many of the old hippies. See, this is punk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know how you know it's punk? Because they went, what do you for? <laughs> As opposed, we're going to do some more uh, musical. Uncle Motors College of Musical Knowledge is now in session. See how fast I can do this. I have to do this before John gets sick and tired of it and shuts down the shuts down the recording. Okay, this, on the other hand. It's a heavy metal ballad. Shaking my head really slowly <laughs> as motor mimes, mimes sing. As I sing along with Lady Starlight. Okay, here, I'll make it a little. There's some of the heavy and heavy metal. Wait, where's your big loud singing voice? Scorpions are all about the love songs. That's that's all I'm saying. Ballads and rockers. What do we get at? A, I think at eleven we get a really good song. Oh, it's like a, the disco hit. There's a tediousness that goes with this too. Video computers tell you what to do. It was 1979. They were very scared about computers. 
Lots of people didn't know what that was about. John, do you have a fortune before the kid does something? Yep. The joyfulness of a man prolongeth his. The, what? <laughs> the joyfulness of a man prolongeth his. <laughs> kid, get the translator and shoot him. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Read it. <laughs> I have a friend who her Facebook update was, I'm in Kathmandu and I lost my visa. And my response to it was, enjoy the labor camp. <laughs> hey, kid, get the keys. <laughs> Actually, it's the joyfulness of a man can prolongeth his days. But, however, the beer school writer thought it would be funnier if you took the last word out. The beer school writer was doing a pretty good job on that one. 